You're listening to the Oz TV podcast, only on the Oz Network. Welcome back to the Oz Network, everybody. As we come to you for another Nip Tuck episode and another season recap, season five is done and dusted. We've lasted 22 episodes, the longest season of Nip Tuck, and it's been a very interesting ride. It's been a bipolar ride that uh, I'm very much looking forward to talking about this because uh, there's some big ups, there's some very big downs and everything else in between and it really is going to be one interesting episode to dissect what has been a very interesting season before we ultimately get into our final season of Nip Tuck. My name is Ben and I'm not a premature ejaculator. There's like three hours missing. And uh, I'm Nick and I feel like I'm trying to sell semen at a whorehouse. That's just my Saturday afternoon. Um, <laughs> welcome, Nick. Uh, we're here for a recap. This is crazy. Do you ever think that we would get this far? Because I think in all these shows that we're covering, we're kind of like, yeah, let's do it. Yeah, woo, woo. There's probably part of us that we're like, we're never going to get to the end of these shows. <laughs> like, we're going to do these and get sick of it halfway through or something like that. But uh, we're, we're swimmingly doing this well. I, to spoil the, the magic of podcasting, we are so far advanced on Nip Tuck compared to Lost and Dirt Watch, at least at the times of recording this. So, uh, go us. Go Nip Tuck. But uh, Season 5, yes, it's... Uh, it's an interesting one. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's um, it is one of those things that feels like it's just kind of flown by, and um, it's it's interesting because it's probably not the the best season. So you'd think it would be a bit of a drag, but I don't know. I think even when we have a bad you know episode or a storyline, I think you and I just kind of enjoy talking it through anyway, and um, you know, it's, it just makes it fun, really. I agree, and it's it's. It's such a, a season of two, well, not even two halves. It's more like a two-thirds and a third because we yeah. discussed plenty of times that this was ultimately split in half or split again, sort of 14 and 8, because of the writer's strike. So, um, you know, we always went into this knowing that we would cover this purely as a whole season rather than separating it like they do with the DVD release because I, I still feel this is one season. It's what it's credited as, so I still think that's kind of where you go. But, I mean, that's where you're ultimately going to feel... A lot of the, the storylines that are rushed, that kind of go nowhere, that are there, and, you know, it's, it's very interesting, you know, it, it, it's kind of maybe, um, you know, alongside season six, because there isn't really one in season six from memory two, where we don't really have just an overall villain. Um, and, you know, whereas kind of we, we get it in the beginning of this and in the middle of this, but then kind of it just goes away unless you count Christian's cancer as, as a villain. But, um, it's, it's, I don't even know how to kind of start this and talk about this because it's just such a, it's such a weird season to kind of discuss really, isn't it? Just the way this is so spread out. Yeah, I think so. And, and that's what makes it really hard is that it, it, it doesn't feel like one, one season. And, you know, obviously it is episode wise the longest season. Um, as, as you rightly say, it was split in two, so potentially you could argue that point. But we've, we've treated it as one season. Um, the DVD I've got in front of me treats it as one season, so that's good enough by me. And, you know, I, I often think about the, the number of episodes in a season of TV and, and what that looks like. And I kind of think that the best TV shows, or the ones that I really like, tend to have somewhere between kind of 10 to maybe kind of 14, 15 episodes. Um, and, you know, I'm talking about things, you know, potentially like i don't know like breaking bad or um what are some other examples of that um the, the one i'm watching at the moment which is like the handmaid's tale or some of those um the, the marvel netflix shows which i quite enjoy 
enjoy the earlier ones anyway. Um, you know, that, they kind of fit into that mould a little bit, Game of Thrones, I suppose. And um, I'm not somebody that watches shows generally that have these kind of long kind of 22 season uh, episode seasons. I know that's quite common for a lot of, especially the, um, the kind of network shows in America. But for me, it's not something I normally do. And I, I do feel like you lose a bit of quality because they sometimes have to stretch some of these storylines out or they have fillers or whatever it might be. So in that way, it is quite an odd season. Um, it is odd in that you've got a really big gap in the middle. You've got the, you know, you can't forget about the fact that you've got this writer's strike in the middle. And so when we've kind of pulled apart the bad writing, I think we kind of have to remember that in a lot of cases. Um, it, you know, that has been a strain in, in places, but it hasn't all been bad. And I think that's something to remember is that there has been a lot of fun in some of these episodes. Um, as I kind of maybe alluded to in our, our finale episode is that, um, I guess the bar was really low for me in terms of what I was expecting. I think we had kind of talked up in my memories where that this wasn't good. And uh, so when I got into it, I, you know, I did enjoy a lot of that stuff and we get some good characters. I think we get a lot of callbacks to stuff from earlier seasons, which makes it fun if you're a long time viewer. So, there's plenty to like, there's plenty to not like, and um, I, I guess we just kind of have to you kind of evaluate it from that perspective. That And, and remembering that it's also the fifth season, you know, it's not going to be as fresh and interesting as it was in season two, and that's that's just the nature of time, isn't it? Yeah, and it's a, it's a good point you make in terms of, like, the length. Because, I mean, you know, i sort of used to the 22-episode seasons as, you know, what I grew up on when I watched TV, and kind of it's you know when things switch to cable and we kind of get to this golden age it kind of you know shrinks it but um yeah you know like there are very few exceptions where you can last the length of 24 22 i mean 24 does it well uh for the most part you know i third watch i would argue does it well in the earlier days and kind of you know er and a lot of these ones do it well but you're absolutely right there's always going to be filler there's always going to be your random episode which is kind of like okay well you know there's that episode but um yeah, I, I still, and I've said it plenty of times throughout this season, I'm on the viewpoint that, you know, season five should have ended at se- uh, episode 14, then you have season six is the eight episodes, and then you have season seven uh, is, you know, first bit of season six, and then season eight is the second part, which was always meant to be another season as well. So I just feel as though this, they've touched have been an eight season, uh, it wouldn't have really changed it, to be completely honest. Um, it just, you know, the way the gaps and the timing they did of it. But I mean, this again also is a season that started in 2007 and ended in 2009. So, um, you know, it's, it's a rare thing for that to kind of be the case. But we'll start off with our, our main cast in terms of, uh, who was, uh, obviously credited, uh, on the opening credits, uh, in season five. And, uh, there really was no changes, uh, at all, uh, in season five, uh, exactly the same that we had in season four, because obviously we knew, um, that Santa Lathan was not a main cast member in season four, which again, she should have been. So obviously we have, uh, Dylan Walsh as Sean, Julie McMahon as Christian Troy, John Hensley as Matt, Jolly Richardson as Julia, um, Roman Mafia as Liz and Kelly Carlson as Kimba. It's, it's kind of hard to believe that Kimba is a main cast member of this season because she's barely in it and Matt kind of goes away, uh, as he often does. But then of course there's the Julia factor. She's not in it for a large portion of the time. So, you know, it's only really Sean, Christian and Liz that kind of are the main ones, uh, who are there. But, uh, I mean, our, our ongoing question, Nick, is are we team Sean, team Christian? Are we sitting anywhere differently after five uh, seasons with the way things played out? Because, you know, uh, I'll just say it quickly is the fact that Christian didn't really have a whole lot to do in the first part. Sean didn't really have a whole lot to do in the second part. So I think that kind of sums it up. 
Well, I think that that's really interesting because I think that, you know, what's really good about the show is they've always been able to maintain a good storyline for both of them. And it's usually one that they're both involved in. You know, when you think of the big storylines that we've had on the show, really, in terms of, you know, Matt's parentage obviously involved both of them. The Carver stuff obviously involved both of them. The Escobar stuff obviously involved, involved both of them. And I think this is a different season and, and the fact that these two kind of split away and yeah obviously they come back together quite often but you know their big storylines obviously the first half of the season is really about Sean and, and becoming a you know Hollywood star or whatever and and then the second half is Christian and, and his cancer story and so it's really interesting that they, they haven't been able to maintain a good story for both of them or get them both involved in the one storyline you know they just they haven't really nailed that this season and so it does give it a really different feel but I do feel that the show has really moved you know, I think that last that season finale of season four was probably the almost the passing of the torch from from the Christian character to the Sean character in terms of kind of who we're following, um, which is you know really interesting to me. And I think it says a lot that I think they put a lot of effort into getting the Sean character right and. You know, I think that it does work because I think the first half of the season is better, um, and that's the one where you're following Sean. I'm I, I'm more interested in seeing where Sean goes because I think he's got somewhere to go, whereas I think Christian maybe doesn't have all that many places to go from here. And so when they decide to take him somewhere in that second half, they really kind of throw throw it into the deep end. And um, you know, um, we've been pretty clear in how we didn't like where they took Christian. So I think they've got places to take Sean, and you can kind of see that. And so if you, if we've been asked straight up, you know, am I Team Sean or Team Christian? Well, at the moment, I'm Team Sean because I think that there's more interesting stuff to watch for Sean. Yeah, I probably agree with that. I think it's yeah, you're more intrigued with kind of a lot of Sean storylines and. You know, through him getting famous to the stuff with Eden, um, you know, how he dealt with Olivia, um, and then kind of just dealing with everything along those lines as well. Um, you know, and obviously the Colleen stuff as well was, you know, a really interesting storyline. Yeah, but with Christian, it was just obviously the struggling with not being famous, and he was a gigolo for five minutes. Um, he killed God, was that, this, was that this season? It That's was. crazy. That, yeah, yeah. that feels like a lifetime ago. He had sex with someone and they fell off a roof. Uh, we'll talk about <laughs> Gina. Um, he got cancer. Um, he made a woman a cat. Um, he posed for Playgirl. Like, just these random little things that just happened. So, yeah, it's kind of... It, it does feel like it was a long time ago. That's the thing, whereas Sean kind of feels a little bit more consistent. But um, just, I mean, outside of those, I mean, Matt, like, yeah, I mean, we really are treading on the hashtag poor Matt stuff this season before he kind of just really calms down. I forget just, like, how little he has to do in the last sort of, like, five or six episodes where really it's kind of hashtag normal Matt. But, you know, we kind of have Matt with drugs and then getting severely burnt and nearly doing gay porn and then meeting a deformed woman who thinks that Matt's not attractive and then he has sex with his sister um, then he tries to become a doctor and slams a guy's hand in a car and, you know, just typical Matt stuff. And then Julia becomes a lesbian. That's about all you need to know about this season and has amnesia. Yep. Um, and Liz has sex with Christian and is there and does stuff. And Kimba becomes a porn star again, gets told she's too old, realizes she's still in love with Christian and then walks out of a church. Uh, have I summed up the main characters pretty well there? Yeah, I think you've got them all uh, pretty much lined up. Um, yeah, I mean, in terms of all of them, um, 
you know, we didn't see a lot of Julia, and I think that was a good thing. Um, we saw too much of Liz, and that was a bad thing. Um, we probably saw just enough of Matt, really. Um, you know, I, I like having Matt in there in the mix. Um, he's probably not somebody that um, I, I'm, I'm thinking about when he's not there. It's like, God, we need to get back to the Matt storyline. But <laughs> I think he's had some good stuff here. Um, you know, I don't think it's any secret that he's probably going to be featuring, you know, one, one scene especially in our top five. Um, so, you know, I, you, Matt's had some some interesting stuff to work with and um yeah really the focus has been on these two main guys and the kind of um moving pieces of the kind of not not you know the kind of long kind of longer term guest characters i suppose they're not really they're not really short term characters they're not really long term characters you know i'm talking about the collins and the teddies and and those kind i think have been where we've been at rather than developing the relationships between our main characters other than the christian and liz one obviously i think the thing too that we kind of easily forget about too you mentioned about like oh shit was that the season where he became the prostitute was the fact that let's not forget this season started with them completely moving cities and struggling to get their practice sort of, you know, on the complete different side of the country, which, you know, was an interesting sort of storyline to begin with, and it kind of just almost gets forgotten about when Sean's sort of famous for their successful surgery, and then by the end of it, you don't even realise that, oh, that's right, a year ago we are in Miami. So that kind of, I think, goes a lot back to what we constantly looked at when they were in Miami, like, do you feel like they're still in Florida? Because it's kind of like, it just it just snuffed away, we just completely forgot, like, it didn't matter where this was set, and kind of early on in this season, you really get the Hollywood vibe, but then just by the end of this, you know, particularly the second part, I mean, the first part, there's still elements like with the paparazzi and things like that, where you still feel like you're in Hollywood, but by the second part of this, I mean, did we get any reference besides maybe the priest in the finale saying by the power invested me by the state of California that this is any different to what we kind of had in the Miami days where we didn't even realise where we were? Yeah, I guess so. Um, and I mean, as we talked a lot about um, in, in season three and four, is that obviously this this was shot in California. So um, yeah, I mean the, the the whole location thing is, is by the by. I mean, I think we got some good stuff, and I think that in those first kind of maybe four to five episodes, I think they really nailed their move to California in terms of them becoming. You know, they, they were big time. You know, plastic surgeons in, in Florida, and now they're here in California, and, and they're nobodies. And not only they nobodies but they're kind of older nobodies and and you know in terms of the the hollywood world at least and so I, I think we did get that real location thing but other than that i think it starts to drop out pretty quickly after that and they could be anywhere really uh, you know these guys need to be somewhere where there's lots of beautiful people and sunshine and that could be a number of places so to me the location is what it is could have moved to Hawaii for like season nine or something or season eight or something like that. And it would just yeah, have yeah. ticked all the sunshine states off. Um, obviously we look at kind of like our recurring ones and generally the rule here is, of course, that they've got to be in sort of two or more episodes, but there will be an exception or two here. I think with some of these, um, or maybe just one person. I can't really remember how many, um, she was in. Uh, obviously, you know, some of our main ones here, Oliver Platt, Freddie Prune, uh, sort of our early ones, obviously Bradley Cooper. Uh, was in this season as Aiden Stone, Jennifer Coolidge, as Candy Richards, um, Kate, our beloved Kate, uh, Paula Marshall. Um, now is Laura, Lauren Hutton as Fiona McNeil, she was their agent, wasn't she? Like in the first two episodes. Yes. So yep. there's someone that like, oh, right, yep, I remember her now. Um, Portia de Rossi, of course, as Olivia, and Lynn McCord as Eden. Rosie O'Donnell was in a couple of episodes before her character eventually kind of gone. Uh, Jessalyn Gilsig was back as Gina, before ultimately being killed off. Uh, we had Rachel Bender Tan, played by Maggie Siff, uh, Sharon Glass.
Yes, Colleen, of course. Ram Peters, John Schneider. Uh, we had Raj towards the end there, played by Adhir Kalyan and Katie Sackhoff as Teddy Rowe 1.0. Uh, they're kind of our recurring ones. Uh, who are your standouts? I mean, this is an interesting one for standouts because I feel we have a very, a couple here that are really like memorable ones. These are up there as kind of some of our most memorable ones. But then again, we've got a few ones that we kind of don't really give a shit about moving forward. Yeah, well, I think as as I think I just talked about a little bit before is that I think we were much more reliant on our kind of um, guest characters who are there for you know um, a handful of episodes than we've ever been before, um, mainly because our our main cast you know two and a half. Well, I guess probably you could say Liz is there for for quite a lot of it, but you know. Um, Julia's not there, Matt's not there for a lot of it, so you are reliant on those guys to kind of carry you through a little bit more. I mean, as you as you list them all out, there's some really really good ones there. I mean, for me, number one, and it's not even close, is Eden. I think that the Eden character to me was was really really good. Um, I'm so disappointed they didn't do more with her in the second half of the season. That she just kind of peters out is just so disappointing because there was just there were layers to her, um, and I just really enjoyed that character. I mean, she was a joy to watch on. Screen for a number of reasons, obviously, um, but you know she was my absolute favourite. I just every time she was on screen, it was just you know it, it was great TV. So even in bad episodes, she could kind of make you tune back in. So that, she was my favourite character. Um, but you're right in that there were some other great characters. You know, I think um, obviously Colleen's a really big deal, and you know she got a, a, what was it the the Emmy or whatever it was. I forget which one it no, was. She got the, the Emmy guest. So did uh, right, yeah. for. For Freddie Prune. That's right, yeah. And so, yeah, I think you, you can't not talk about Colleen. I think that was a, a, a and, and quite a tightly kind of written character too, is that, you know, she had clear motivations. Um, you knew what she was doing. She kind of wasn't in um, scenes that she didn't need to be in. It was all kind of building to something um, and had a definitive end, which was really nice when you kind of compare her to Eden. So I do really like that character. Um, and I really like Raj as well. I think that was a nice character. I, I kind of feel like, it, again, it was kind of... You know, didn't absolutely need to be there, I suppose. Like, you could be annoyed by the fact that there was, it kind of just, all, it was this four season, four episode thing that kind of just didn't really lead to any bigger storyline. So, um, but I did really like him. I think he kind of bought some, some kind of comedic value when you needed it in the second half of that, that season five. So, um, those are probably my big three. I mean, I liked Olivia as well. I thought that was a good character, but again, just kind of, a little bit inconsistent in terms of what she was doing and why she was there. So it was a hard one to fully invest in. But, um, yeah, I mean, it would be Eden quickly followed by uh, by Colleen and then Raj a little bit further back, I think. Uh, before I mention, I should, of course, mention uh, Kelsey Battelin as Annie McNamara. Uh, can we just point out, did not appear at all in the second half. She, her body was like in uh, the <laughs> scene with Colleen, but we haven't seen her since the part... Oh, yeah, that's part, right. Yeah. Half, Way part of bullshit. Where's where's Annie? Like she's really disappeared. Yeah, well she's in I think for half the episodes. I think she's in a lot more in uh, the next one. We've got to get emo Annie yet. She's got to eat her hair, so um <laughs> <Yeah>. we still <laughs> I forgot that, that was in I thought that was all in season five. But um yeah, I mean Aiden's definitely. I I kind of feel like I need to give props to Bradley Cooper here. Poor old Aiden's not getting any love. Um, I mean, <laughs> I just I oh, love Bradley Cooper. 
no, no, you're right. You're, you're right. And I mean, it is hard because I think um, I think of the ones that kind of propel the story forwards. But mm. um, th- there is some also um, some really good ones, too. I think, um, you know, and you're right, like Bradley Cooper is a good one, too. You know, I, I obviously didn't uh, mention Teddy, who I think is a good one as well. But, um, yeah, I mean, we, we were actually kind of awash with these good guest characters on, on, on the season, to be fair. Yeah, I mean, look, and I think kind of if you are legitimately being ranking these, I, I would, you know, it's, it's Eden and, and Colleen's season by far, like as the two big bads, really. So they're kind of it, but it's just, it's just such a shame what they do with Eden's character and just kind of throw her out the door, basically, with a throwaway scene, which is at least kind of Bradley Cooper gets a bit of a conclusion for his role on the show. Um, I, I and props to Oliver Platt too, like Freddie was a fun character that kind of, you know, was there and, you know, that, I mean, I, I didn't like the lesbian storyline, but again, I always say I like Portia de Rossi, so she did what she could. Um, you know, Rosie O'Donnell was always fun, kind of in a couple of roles, and sad we don't see her. Um, you know, you know, I like Teddy. I've talked so much about Katie Sackhoff, and I like Raj as well. Uh, n- neither of us really liked Kate, so we don't really need to talk about her. Um, you know, Gina's Gina, and um, it's, you know, she's been killed off now, so you're never going to see her again. But you know, we'll no doubt talk about that scene probably in our final five. But just just I still want to give props to John Schneider as Ram, just because again, as I said at the time, like I was so used to seeing him as kind of like the good fatherly figure from Smallville to kind of be this, you know, asshole porn star like runner guy. So like, you know, I think he's a great actor, John Schneider, and I know he's been in a lot more things in Smallville, but uh, you know, that's kind of where I was familiar with him from. But um yeah, I mean, I think he kind of served a purpose for, for part of this season. But, uh, yeah, you're right. Like, this had such good stars in it, um, which kind of leads us, I guess, to our um, our one-timers, which generally we base these on our uh, titular characters, so our patients. And obviously we've got a lot more to get through here, so, I, you know, I might kind of just really quickly gel over some of these because some of these I think we're barely even going to remember um, you know, we go back to the very first episode, Carly Summers. We, we remember that one. Kind of, she was a Hollywood superstar. We had our Monroe twins in the second episode as well. Uh, Everett Poe. Uh, why have I gone blank on Everett Poe? Who was that one? He was a uh, guy, he was a guy that had heaps of plastic surgery and he was a, oh, like a yes. or something. That's right. You're right. Yep. Uh, we obviously had Dawn Budge 2. We had Chaz, Eden's friend. I like Chaz. Uh, Damien Sands. That was the guy who was the gigolo. Was I not mistaken? Uh, oh, so I actually don't remember Mr. Sands, I have to admit. I think he might have been. See, this is the thing, the season's so long. Uh, Dr. Joshua Lee, so I don't even remember these. Like, who was the doctor, doctor, Dr. Lee was the one that had the alien implant in him. That's right, yes, of course, yes. Uh, wasn't Damien Sands the reality TV episodes, wasn't it? So that was yes, the, that was the guy who was the gigolo. Um, so oh, yeah, right. that, okay. yeah, I knew, I knew I liked that episode, um, which I think that's yeah. my highest rated episode of this season from memory. Uh, Duke Collins was the, uh, the dad who got shot by the kid, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. Uh, Rachel, Rachel Benetton, of course, was the burn victim. Magda and Jeff, that was the old couple, was yes, it? Yes, that was the old, the old lady who had the, uh, the young, the young that's husband and he has the died. heart attack or has, yep. yeah. Yep. yep. Uh, Kyle Ainge. Which one was Kyle Ainge? No, lost on me. I don't remember Kyle. Uh, yeah, we're doing well here with that. Lulu Grandine was the uh, the older the um, you know the the cat lady. Uh, August Walden was the uh, the critic, 
and Candy Richards, of course, is Jennifer Coolidge. That's, we'll just stop at the halfway point there of that because, I mean, there's a lot to get through here. I'm going to try and find out who the fuck Kyle Ainge was because uh, that's giving me the shits. But, uh, I mean, out of the first half there, who was your, who was your standout? Um, I mean, I did like that kind of Magda and Jeff story. That was quite a fun one to me. Um, yeah, I, I did, that was one that kind of stuck out to me a little bit. I actually really enjoyed Carly Summers as well. And uh, maybe it's just because it's the first episode, so you kind of remember it a little bit better. But I thought she was the one that was kind of um, this kind of slightly older movie star who was struggling to, to kind of keep her looks. And I think it was a really good one to kind of get you started on them being back in Hollywood. So it kind of fit really well. So I, I did really like her. I wasn't really a huge fan of the um, the Marilyn Monroe impersonators. That wasn't really a, a huge favourite of mine. Um, yeah, I mean, those are the ones that kind of stick out to me from those those first the first half episodes, I suppose. I'm still struggling here. I'm even looking at the actor and I can't even remember who it is. We're a great podcast on Nip Tuck and we can't even remember who the hell the titular character was. Um, let's see here. Colin threatens... Uh, he's not the... Um, uh, oh, it was a cannibal guy. It was a guy whose wife ate his flesh on his arm. Oh, right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So yep. come okay. back to me now. Yep. There we go. All right. There we go. That's how memorable that one was. Um, I mean, I liked uh, Jennifer Coolidge, of course, but I mean, I kind of think that I liked her You Stank Bitch episode better. Uh, I liked the alien guy. The alien guy was fun. I did actually like Chaz. Uh, I kind of like, weirdly liked sort of his bitchy little character. Um, yep. I like the Magda and Jeff stuff. I thought that was a fun storyline. Um, I'm with you. I like Carly Summers as well. Um, and you know, the other one's really kind of not enough there to stand out. Um, the, um it, just, to, just to give a little bit of a shout out to the August Walden one, I, I thought that was quite a, a, um, a well done kind of character in terms of, um, the transformation because he is really this kind of like incredibly ugly Quasimodo type looking guy and then gets a bit of surgery and has a shave and, and, you know, he actually looks like a reasonably good looking guy after that. So in terms of the, um, you, you know, kind of showing what plastic surgery can do, I think that was a really good example of it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, so then we have, uh, Ronnie Chase, who is, help me out here. Ronnie uh, Chase was the guy who was, it was a really weird episode in terms of him being named it because he was the guy that had, like, he was a rocker and he'd had those ear discs in his ear. Oh, so he needed to have yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Gene Shelley, why am I forgetting this one again as well? Um, that was. Uh, Gene Shelley was the um, the transgender um, horse people, the, oh, the farmers. Oh, of course. Right, these are the yeah. terrible episodes, aren't we? Uh, yeah. Roxy St. James was the... Um, oh, come on with a name like that. She's a... Go ahead. She was the, she was the, the boob mutilator. She the boob cut, mutilator. Cut oh, yes. There. See, I'm doing well here. Ricky Wells, of course, was the kid, slept with the teacher. Uh, Manny Scarrett was the yoga guy who sucked his own penis. Uh, Buddy Sabri was the tree guy, Allegra Caldera, Caldera, Pussy Lips, and of course we had our vampires. Um, I, I mean, I, I think you're gonna obviously say the Roxy St. James. I agree. I think that she definitely was memorable. I think that was an interesting one. Uh, I like the Ricky Wells, kind of just that tragedy that kind of happens at the end. I just weirdly kind of just like how that, uh, that happens. Uh, and the tree guy as well. Buddy Sabri was good. Um, and I mean, Ronnie Chase has to be the bottom of the pile there, doesn't he? Just because, um, who remembers him? He literally was in it for like a second. So, yeah. 
Yeah, I think so. Um, you know, I think um, there's some good ones there. I, I, I do really enjoy the um, the Roxy St. James one. I like Ricky Wells. I think I think with these ones we kind of and I really liked the um, the Tree Man. I thought that was a really good one too. And um, I think with the second half is that even though we you know we didn't love it, I thought the characters they brought in for these you know these titular characters were really good. I thought they kind of nailed a lot of them particularly well um so yeah i mean i i think there's some really really good ones um in that little little group there i think as we talked about just a couple of episodes ago was um mrs calderello um you know she was really good um in terms of a good story that connected to the the doctor's stories and what was happening with them which is kind of the sweet spot really for me now we kind of talk about best and worst episodes, and I guess kind of we can lump in what oh, worked. Just Ben, if, if I can just if I can just stop you there just for yes. a minute, is that there is there's actually two um, characters who I just wanted to point out who didn't get a title, but um, I thought were really good and, and worth pointing out, which is obviously our, our favourite Doctor Logan, who has sex with um, <laughs> with with furniture. You know, like he was really good, and so I wanted to point him out. And the other one I think actually probably spreads over to two episodes. If we're being, I, I might be wrong there. It might only be one, which is Raj's dad. I thought he was really good. Um, you Know, kind of came in and had quite a good storyline in, in that one episode one to get a penis extension and and then you know like we, we see the kind of manifestation of pushing Raj too far and then you know he's in the in the operating room when um, Raj is getting his hand worked on and so yeah I thought those were two that were worth kind of pointing out that didn't have a title for the for them but were still really good and I agree and I think kind of throwing that out there then if we're going kind of on that as well is um is it is it Emmy the sister the long lost daughter of Christian yes. and then he's uh the woman he slept with back in the day who I mean she's technically two episodes because she's in like the uh, episode 15 for like two seconds but um, yeah. you know I think we, you and I both talked that up really high at the time that they have just such great chemistry and they look like they're having fun the way they were acting with it so um, yeah I definitely think there's that as well to kind of um, put out there uh, who you know we'll never learn about again that Christian has another child but um, yeah yeah, such is Nip Tuck. Uh, now, with best and worst episodes, I think we can kind of sort of lump into what worked and what didn't work. So I kind of think this is just all a big one general conversation. I'll just quickly say, in terms of the best episode this season, um, to me, uh, it was Damien Sands. I really did enjoy the, uh, the reality TV episode with Plastic Fantastic. I actually just kind of liked that style. I thought it was fun. I actually had that as a 13th best episode. It's the highest ranking I've got of season five. So no season five episodes make my top ten. Um, so that's where it is. And in terms of the worst, well, it's got to be Gene Shelley. I think we both argued that that was one of the worst episodes of Nip Tuck. Um, to me right now, it's the third worst episode in the history of the show. It was just rubbish. It was just no. Don't even want to mention it again in the same breath, to be completely honest. But, um, I did like the Dr. Joshua Lee episode, like the alien storyline around that. I think that was kind of fun. And there was some good stuff going on in that episode. Magda and Jeff is up there for me is another good one. And I actually really like the Lulu Grandine episode as well. Um, and kind of, you know, in the back half, you know, I talked up a few weeks ago about Allegra Calderello. I really enjoyed that. And even Manny Skerritt kind of just had enough in there for me, which is kind of like old school nip tuck that I really enjoyed. And, um, you know, there was a, a lot of bins in this season as well. Uh, you know, we talked about last week about, uh, the finale was pretty rubbish. Dawn Budge 2, way back at the beginning, I just was not a fan of that episode. Uh, so there's that. Um, and in terms of what worked and what didn't work, well, I, I just think that it was, it's a, it's too long to lump this all together and that it, 
So many storylines are rushed, and for a season that's 22 episodes long, you should not feel like you're being rushed. There's plenty of space to move around with some of these storylines, so I feel like they need to lengthen them a little bit more and kind of delve into a little bit more as well. We talked about that with Teddy. Um, you know, there was just some random storylines as well. Christian becomes a gigolo, like, okay. Um, Christian has a long-lost daughter. Okay. Um, you know, Matt's on drugs, and that's promptly forgotten about with his miraculous recovery of burns um, and just things like that. But, I mean, you know, things that do work, like the great guest stars in this uh, season, just some of the fun light stuff that they can do with the Hollywood lifestyle was really fun. You know, just the early part of them trying to make it big and become celebrities and the role reversals of, you know, you always assume that someone's going to become a celebrity. It's going to be Christian. But, no, of course, it's going to be Sean and... You know, just, you know, shitting in the pool episode, you know, it was kind of like, remember that and just little things like that. And just even the tension around the Colleen scenario, I kind of really enjoyed and just the music and, uh, Sharon Gless's acting and the funness of Bradley Cooper. Just there's so many good things and so many bad things about the season. It's just such a bipolar season. Yeah, totally. Um, for me, it's really funny. I mean, I totally agree with you in terms of, of worst episode was um, the Gene Shelley one. That was the pits, really. Um, so that that's an easy one. In terms of picking the best episode, it's actually really hard um, because there was um, some good moments in a lot of episodes. And like, I go back to the um, you know the episode fifteen, the you know the the premiere of five B. Um, I actually really liked the first half of that. You know, like the stuff where we get the um, the, the kind of Sean stabbing from Colleen's perspective, I think, is is really well delivered. Um, but then it, it just kind of gets worse, <laughs> you know, as the episode goes along. So it's hard to recommend it as an entire episode. And so that actually takes me back to, I think, probably my favourite episode is actually the first one, which is um, kind of weird. Like, it, I, I think that they, as I have already talked about, I think they kind of nail the the transition from Miami to, to California really well. Um, we get that good character, um, you know, and, and we kind of, get them being brought in as technical advisors, which I really enjoy. Um, yeah, so I, th- I think there's some a lot of fun stuff in that one, um, and I think they kind of got the important stuff right, which you kind of need to do. So um, big fan of, of that episode. Um, for me, I think it, it's really an interesting discussion because – I think the other the other seasons have all done ongoing storylines better than this one, um, and that they've had stuff that they've had more than one kind of major storyline going at one time. Like you think, I kind of go back to season three, and even though we had issues with season three, is that while you've got the Carver stuff going on, you actually then start to get into the stuff with Sean and Julia maybe reconnecting and and you know her getting pregnant and stuff. And while you might not have liked that stuff, at least they're trying to juggle se- several balls in the air at the same time, so that there's interesting stuff going on. Whereas this one felt. Like, there might have been one storyline going on, and then when that's not happening, it kind of just feels like there's a whole lot of irrelevant shit happening. And so what I think it actually leads to is that, and we're going to get into this, obviously, is talking about moments, is that I think the moments from this episode maybe stand out a lot more because (laughs) there isn't storylines. There's just moments. Yes. Sorry, I thought you were coughing there and regrouping for another seminar. Yeah, that's, that's, I agree. And I think that's kind of what I said all along about when it comes to our top five of this season. I think kind of just, there's just obvious moments. They just go over the top with kind of these big moments that you're just going to stand out. But, um, yeah, I, I agree with everything you said there about the storylines. And that's going to probably lead us here into our rankings of the seasons. Um, because I know where the way I've ranked this kind of, it ultimately comes down to three and five. And I think kind of you, 
had that at the halfway point of this season when we kind of had that break. It was like, well, what's better at this point? And I think you and I both agree that if, you know, the first 14 episodes was season five and it was his own season and this second part was season six, then you and I both would have said that season five was better than season three. But then we get the next eight episodes. So it's a case of, on our rankings, uh, does this still manage to hold on as being better than season three? Because in my eyes, I'm not putting this anywhere near four, two, and one. So, um, you know, that that's my top three. So does this go into fourth or does this go into fifth? So I'm going to let you go first. Uh, your, your current rankings, for those playing at home, uh, from first down to fourth, you have season two, season four, season one, and season three. So... Uh, where, how how do you rank this based on kind of where you're looking at it right now? Right, okay. This is probably going to be quite a long rant, so you're just going to have to kind of um, stick with me here. And you know, I've thought about this and thought about this way too much in terms of ranking, as you say, fourth and fifth best seasons of Nip Tuck. No, nobody should spend this much time thinking about these things, but um, I have. Um, and I guess probably what, what I would say is that having this these thoughts has is, is actually made me think, have I got season four too low and should season four be, the, be my number one? But I'm actually just going to hold off on having that conversation until we actually rank all six seasons together together um but it is something like that it's started to make me think because season four got so much right and it's like how did we so quickly go to a season that gets quite a bit wrong um but i guess probably for me is that as i've just talked about um there isn't good compelling storylines all the way through this season so like if i look at the other ones is that you know kind of they also have se- like storylines that lead into the next season. So, you know, you kind of get the Escobar stuff in season one. and then But halfway through that, you kind of get the stuff around Matt's parentage, which leads you into season two. But while that's happening, the Carver stuff starts, which leads you into season three. And while that's happening, the Julia's pregnant stuff leads you into season four. And while that's happening, we get Escobar back. But this is actually the first season where you don't come in with it with some kind of storyline already happening. Um, and so that's actually like a blessing and a curse. Like you could say, well, that gives them a, a clean slate to just completely start and do their own thing, um, new location, let's just start from scratch and, and we're not confined to anything that's happened beforehand. But what I think it actually did is I think it terrified them into not really knowing what to do at all. And they get into the situation where they're like, well, we like we're just going to play it really safe or you know we're just going to have like these kind of crazy one-off episodes or whatever and it just felt like they didn't really establish a clear storyline um for most of the season until you get into the kind of colleen stuff and then that kind of gets resolved like so that finishes and then you go into the sean uh, sorry the christian and liz stuff so that they don't seem to be able to juggle separate balls in this episode it's all just like one storyline happens it finishes then another storyline happens it finishes and so it just feels quite disjointed um but to me in terms of like what i'm thinking about is that we came into this with like really low expectations i think is that you know i i remembered what i remembered which wasn't a whole lot i had your thoughts and you know were your comments and my thoughts about this is a a crap season or you know at least gets worse as it goes along and you're not going to enjoy it um whereas when i compare that to season three is that I had quite high expectations. I had this vision in my head that, you know, the Carver storyline was actually really integral to the season when it's really not. Um, And so I think in in terms of that, for me, I think season three really let me down, but my expectations were really high. Whereas I think season five is actually kind of 
pleasantly surprised me it wasn't as bad as i thought it would be but then i had really low expectations so kind of where does that leave me and it's kind of this whole thing of like if i want to pick up an, a season and just chuck in a couple of episodes to watch in the background or whatever which one am i going to go for and and i would definitely go with season 5a any any day over season three um Season 5B has a couple of really bad episodes and it's got a central storyline which sucks, but there's actually some quite good stuff in there as well. So I'm kind of like juggling these balls backwards and forwards and ultimately what I came down to is that I, you know, I just had I just had more fun kind of watching season five. So I've actually put season five in, in fourth place and season three is my, my least favourite season at the moment, which is probably a bit of a controversial statement, but that's kind of where I'm sitting. I just I just had more fun with this one. It doesn't mean I um I loved it or that I'd rave about it, but to me it was just it was more of a fun time than season three. So that's well, where I'm at. I I mean look it was difficult for me too because I was doing very similar things to you in terms of the way I was going to do it. But I think ultimately what it came down to is I'm a bit of a stats man, as we know, and I, you know, I like kind of looking at things of where I'm buying and renting and those sort of things. And I'm pretty sure if I quickly look at this, I've binned as many in season five as I did in season three. So, uh, one, two, three, four, five in season five and one, two, three, four, five in season three. So there's the exact number, but I think. I bought more in season three and also just looking at my ratings is that more episodes appear in my top half from season three than they do from season five. And I just think that kind of you summed it up well with the storylines of season three kind of feel more complete, whereas season five feels more random. I think season five is definitely more fun. Like the, the episodes that you can kind of single out are, are more fun than season three. But, you know, I, I, as much as kind of season three has maybe gone down and we kind of went down, maybe to me that's, going to be out of all these rankings season three will be the one to me which i'm going to have the lowest kind of going to it that i didn't think it would be that low but i i still feel as though that like i really enjoy the carver stuff i really enjoy the finale of season three you know i i, I like um some of the you know the matt stuff with ariel kind of going on you know um you know i like the stuff early on with matt kind of you know hooking up with transsexuals and kind of working out what's going on post ava um, you know, even though there is some absolute rubbish in season three, the worst episode of Nip Tuck is in season three. The, the second worst storyline in the history of Nip Tuck is in season three. Um, so, you know, there's that. But I just think the lows of season five, I mean, just Liz and Christian exist in this season. And I can't rank that ahead of, say, The Carver, which I really enjoy. So, yeah, I mean, I kind of went into this season, you know, different to you in the fact that you obviously had low expectations and were pleasantly surprised. I kind of went into this with the expectations that I knew because I always know that season five is a lot better than people give it credit for. As I've always said, I think this has got some very fun parts to it, which people just automatically scoff their nose at. Um, but, you know, I think kind of this ultimately for me, I'm going to put this at fifth out of five, but... You know, I mean, I have my rankings here. I mean, you know, unless something really drastically happens, I know where season six is going. So <laughs> it's kind of, this is where it's going to be it. This is kind of my last decision I was going to make with this. So yeah, I, I have season five at fifth right now. If you had anything else to add on that. Yeah, well, I think, I mean, I can totally see where you're coming from. And I think, um, what's probably different between you and me is really, um, it's funny how much the finale sits on you, eh? Like, 
you really enjoyed season three finale, whereas I it, it just left me pretty cold. And I think we both, you know, didn't really like season five finale. And and so I think you know for you it's probably a lot easier to put season three up there because it ends on a on a better note for you personally. Whereas for me they both kind of ended pretty rough. So yeah, I mean I can for me it's a bit of a coin toss, and I think it's probably on on any given day if I went back and watched season three now is that I might feel differently, you know, so it, it is really close in terms of my mind, so, yeah, I can definitely, I, I could see a, a world where I'm putting season three above five, that's for sure. We we legitimately, the only one that we have the same is in third place, season one, so <laughs> there you go, that's <laughs> how our rankings are. Uh, we're going to get into our final bit, this is always maybe the funnest part, and that is ranking five moments from the season, and then uh, finding our top five, and then putting them in order. Now, I've, I've jotted these ones down, and actually, to be honest with you, I think this is kind of easy to drop down, I think I've got a list here for maybe seven, if I quickly count these, eight, uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, actually I have nine, there we go, I know how to count. Um, but I mean, to me, there's some definite ones here that are going to be in it, but uh, I don't know how many you've written down, if you want to go first with what you've written, or you want me to go first with what I've written, or how do you want to do this? Well, I, I think we can probably agree on, on two and a half quite quickly. Um, and then I think we're probably both going to put um, the the scene where Colin kills the agent and fills him with, with stuffing from a teddy bear. I think that's probably a definite. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would think that the, uh, the scene where uh, Matt blows up his apartment and falls in the pool, um, yeah. those are probably two that we're definitely going to put on the list. So we can probably just check them off and, and come back and talk about them in a well, bit I'll more detail. Well, I'll put the third one on there, I think, is uh, Sean getting stabbed. But the well, second uh, yes, part, uh, the second. Yeah, okay, yeah. So that that was my that was going to be my discussion point is that there's there's two great scenes of that, and there's obviously the the finale, and then there's come back to, um, you know, to resolve that in episode fifteen. And yeah, I would agree. I think that the um the extended scene we get from kind of Colleen's perspective um at the second half of of season five is the is the maybe yeah. not the a- absolute best. You know, like I can see things about the the finale that are better, but I think it gives a full picture. So I think if you were just going to pick that up and watch that, you would see everything you need to see in those 10 minutes or whatever it is that you watch. Look, the other ones here are really quickly can, I can go over, and I think there's one definite one that we have to have in there too. I'll just quickly say one I'm cancelling out straight away, though. If we're getting Matt burning at the end of Total Clips of the Heart, I think that cancels out Kimber breaking up with Matt. It's the same episode. It's kind of a bit before... But, um, you know, I think kind of Matt getting burnt to death, well, he doesn't die, he's basically more important. So um, I really think I can cross that one out. I think the one that definitely needs to be in there as well is Gina's death. I, I just think that's, that's it's a main character dying, basically our first main character dying. Um, so, and I think it's kind of, it's in a memorable way, it's in a very nip-tuck way. Um, it's a bit cheesy with the this is love bit when it fades to black. But I just, I can't fathom a world that we cannot have that in the top five in season five. Yeah, I suppose so. It's certainly not something that stuck. Like I, I literally have written down about eighteen, and and her death wasn't on it. But <laughs> but I, I I'm quite happy to put it there from an iconic perspective. Um, you know, it's kind of the first major death of a of a major character. So um, I you know I can totally understand that. Um, so you've I mean, got eighteen. Quite... Can I just quickly say the only other ones to interrupt you here that I've got left, and the only one I would fight for. Which will be interesting to see what you say, because we've basically got four here. But the other ones here, I've got, I've got Colleen slitting her wrist and being discovered, which is kind of maybe cancelled out by the fact we've already got two Colleen moments in it. I've got, uh, Julia getting shot. Do we really need to remember that? No. Um, I've got the Liz and Kimber scene from the wedding one, which probably isn't too much there. So the, the one there that I would argue, Adam, the ones I've written down is just the Christian and Sean scene where they've got the cigars 
and just a nice little speech there from Sean. But, uh, yeah, that, that's, that's, we've got four here. So that's kind of the one I would put up. But I mean, you've got 1800 that you've written down or something. <laughs> well, no, I think, I think probably what happened is that I wrote down three that I was really comfortable with. Um, and then I just, I couldn't really think of where the other ones would go. So I wrote down a lot. Um, yeah, I think that, that Christian Sean scene, I, I think is really good. Um, the only thing I think is that, you know, like, as I've talked a little bit about, I think that this scene's iconic for, oh, sorry, the series is like, season is iconic for, um, Colleen, um, and it's probably also iconic for Eden. And whether we want to try and capture an Eden moment in our top five, um, what makes that quite hard is that there isn't really like one standout scene mm. with Eden. Um, the it's only maybe one that the I only one with Sean, isn't it? The kind of seduction scene. That's maybe the only one I can think of. But I, I agree with well, you. Like I, yeah, yeah. Well, I think you know it's um, you know the one where he's doing the the very first um, consult on it, and like it kind of is actually cutting between him talking with Olivia um, and then doing the you know the um, you know because she split her hymen or whatever you know, and he's doing like the physical examination of her, and she's giving him the kind of you know the eye. Um, you know, I, I really like that scene. I mean, I don't absolutely have to have it, but um, yeah, I mean, I, I do really like. It. And I, you know, it, it would feel quite strange to have a top five that didn't include, you know, like a good scene between Sean and Christian, really. But um, in terms of the other stuff I had on here, like I had a few Eden scenes, trying to think of the right one. I did have the shooting Julia one, um, the bit where she gets set up by Christian with the drugs. I thought was quite good. Um, you know, I had. Did we want something for for Bradley Cooper? Um, the, uh, well, I can't even read my own writing in some of these. Um, I, I, I in terms of, I, I do kind of like to try and get it in some comedy scenes in here, and I, I definitely am not saying we need to have these in the top five, but I do, if we're talking about fun moments from the season, I did want to talk about the kind of, um, Christian and Julia hiding from Sean, and you know, Sean comes mm. in and is doing naked push-ups on the, the side of the wardrobe or whatever <laughs> yes. like that. You know, we're talking about he works out after masturbating or whatever. Like, that was quite a funny scene that I really enjoy. Um, I did like the stuff around Christian with Jenna um, when they were doing the whole, you know, going to the agent and all that. And there were those little scenes with, with her at the end. But, again, I wouldn't have them on here. Look at that. I do have Gina's death scene on my list. I'd forgotten I put oh, it on there. There you go. Um, yeah, and uh, then I, I wondered if we wanted to have anything with the, you kind of met with um, Emmy, but probably not. Um, the only surgery scene, as I've talked about before, I like to try and at least think about a, a scene that involves surgery, being that's what this show's kind of about. And the only one that kind of really stuck out to me was um, the one with the tree man. Um, I thought was pretty good, but, you know, I didn't think it was something that was worthy. You kind of have one, here. though. When Sean gets stabbed, it's kind of in the middle of an anti Yeah, yeah, so it's kind yeah, of... yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. Um, I didn't, you know, like I thought Raj was a fun character and we might want it to have had probably the scene where he, you know, gets his hand slammed, but it's not something that I would have wanted in here. Um, and then the other one I had was another kind of comedy moment, which was um, Sean and Teddy at the open home um, <laughs> when they're having sex during the, the open home. But, yeah, none of them kind of, like, immediately jump out to me. So for me, it would be kind of do we want to have the... You know, like, for me, if I was... I wouldn't be worried if we lost the 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 gina one but I, I do hear what you're saying around it being an important scene from that perspective um so yeah i mean i'm quite happy to have it and you know if i'm if i'm really being pushed i guess i would probably you know being in the spirit of the show probably prefer the uh the the christian sean um you know talking about the, the whole diagnosis of cancer over over the cigars is, is probably the one that makes the most sense i suppose well i was gonna say like you 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 can have the final say in the fifth one if you like, because I feel like I just shoved in. Yeah, we haven't Gina dying in, o, o, over you, so um, if you're happy to put the Sean Cigar one over there over an Eden one, then um, I mean well, I'm I, with I, you. Like I, I feel Eden needs to be there, but I, there isn't really an iconic Eden scene, is there? Yeah, 
Yeah, and I think that that's probably where I'm going with this is that I think there is some, you know, that uh, and we've we've talked up a lot about her, you know, um, being a really important character for for this season, but in terms of it being actually quite a strong storyline, which, uh, you know, that's that's nothing to to sniff at if you've got somebody who who is really good at bringing something in a storyline, but they don't necessarily have like a standout moment. Sometimes you need to have a standout moment if you don't have a good storyline, you know. So so I'm okay with it, you know, like I'm. I'm quite comfortable to kind of um, leave Eden out of that and, and include the Sean and Christian scene and, and the Gina scene. All right. Well, the big question here, we've got our five, but what's our order? And usually we kind of start off here, don't we? I think with our number one. So, I mean, I, I, again, I don't have these in order. Uh, sorry, I don't have the episode names. Generally, these will be on our website. Obviously, we would love to put a video up there, but we can't due to copyright reasons. But uh, so just to go over this, we have Christian and Sean talk about uh, Christian's cancer over a cigar. It's a nice little romantic scene between the two. We have Gina's death. Uh, where she basically gets fucked off a balcony. Um, Matt, so tragic that he burns himself essentially almost to death to the song of uh, Total Eclipse of the Heart. Uh, we have Colleen uh, murdering the agent and stuffing him to death, uh, mixed with also Colleen stabbing Sean. Part two of that. Obviously, there's kind of two versions of that. We're going with the one to Mark Ronson, Stop Me, in the uh, second half premiere. So... I might say it's probably Sean getting stabbed as the number one moment. Um, well, I think in terms of value for money, that's a good one because it's such a long scene and you get so many good moments in that one scene. You know, it's a, um, you know, I, I think you do get some things that we can kind of laugh at in terms of, you know, the terrible um, um, security at, at McNamara Troy for a start. But um, I think, you know, actually seeing kind of um, um, Colling losing it in the way she does, I think, is, you know, makes that a really good scene. Um yeah, there's, there's lots of elements to that that I really, really like. Um, and, and I did talk about this as potentially being somewhere where you could have left it as a cliffhanger where Sean is kind of going, I can't feel my legs, I can't feel my legs. You know, I think that's that would have been a really interesting place to kind of have left the season. But I really like that there are lots of ways where you can kind of play the start of, you, you know, when you come back from a cliffhanger is that we could have just gone straight to the hospital and what's happening with Sean and, you know, you could have, you could have done that and it would have probably been the more cliched standard way of doing it, but kind of doing it from the other person's perspective and kind of replaying the events through somebody else's eyes, I think is a, a clever way of doing things. So I think it, for me, it is actually that that's my favorite scene um, out of these five. I, I mean, I personally would put Gina dying at number two, but you weren't really fighting for that to be in here. So, I mean, maybe it might be Matt burning uh, at number two. Uh, I'm not sure. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I, 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 I'm going to try and push Gina down as far as I can get away with. But uh, yeah, I, you know. <laughs> yeah, but no, I, I think the Matt scene is, is good. Um, it's nice to have a Matt scene that high up, really, because it's not something that, um, you know, we don't talk about Matt all that much. And it, for me, I really like, one of the things I really like about that scene is you kind of get this, you know, iconic song and it kind of plays as this is all happening. And then as he falls in the pool, the, like, the music just cuts completely. Mm. And, you know, I, I really liked that. It was a, a really good effect. Um, so yeah, it was, it, that was, um, just, you know, it was kind of seen Matt at his lowest, really, um, at least so far. And, you know, and you know, to me, I think that was, um, it was just nice to see kind of um, John Hensley kind of having a real opportunity to, to have a, a kind of, you know, knock it out of the park by moment. Uh, okay, well, uh, my, my remaining order, if I had to choose this, I'd have Gina dying at three, uh, the Christian and Sean moment at four, and Colleen stuff in the agent at five. That would be mine. <laughs> 
Yeah, I mean, I'm 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 happy to go with that. I'm surprised that you would have um have the Colin killing the agent as low. Well, as it's, it's, That's... it's four and five. I I can swap around. I mean, it's I, I think the Sean and Christian thing is it's it's a nice little moment. But I mean, I could put that at five and Colin, you know, because I think the Colin one kind of stands out as a fact. It's kind of like the paper bag moment, isn't it? It's just iconic for the you yeah, remember just yeah. how graphic and kind of unique that scene is. So yeah, yeah. um, I mean, either way, I mean, I just I just think Gina needs to be sort of high <laughs> so yeah 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 uh, yeah i'm i'm quite comfortable with that that's uh that's totally fine from my perspective so okay so gina three uh so christian and sean cigar four and then the uh bear getting stuffed woman uh woman uh agent getting killed at five so there we go all right that that full list will be up on our website uh if you kind of um didn't really understand what we were doing with that. But anyway, so uh, that's Season 5, essentially. Um, unless you've got anything more to add, we can look ahead to Season 6 of Nip Tuck. Uh, we're here, Nick. Do, uh, do we really want to look forward to Season 6? Are we, are we looking forward to Season 6? Um, well, remember in Season 4 how we... Well, I bought every single episode. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I'm going to bin every single episode. I, I really don't know if I'm going to buy any episode, though. Um, okay, let's just quickly summarise some of the highlights. And, again, I haven't uh, re-watched any of this yet. Um, Annie eats hair. Annie turns into an emo. Uh, Matt becomes a mime. Matt gets breast implants. Um, what else is there? Uh, there's a woman with giant boobs who knocks people out with them. Um you like where I'm going with this? <laughs> um, yeah, and I mean, like, yeah, yeah, and I mean, like, the other thing is that we do, we do get a resolution to this. Whatever you think of the cliffhanger from the end of season five, is that we do get a resolution. And um, what I will say about that is that it's an incredibly unsatisfying resolution from my yes. perspective. Um, but you know, yes. like that—that's just me. Is that you know we do all this work, and, and as I said in, in our season finale episode, was that a lot of what you think about the finale is dependent on how you feel about the resolution that you get in the first couple of episodes of of season six and um, the fact that we're talking about a, a couple of episodes probably should tell you something um, that you know such a big fallout should probably be played out over more than two episodes so yeah I mean it, it is what it is it's actually quite in keeping with Liz's character I think but um, it, it, to me I think it's quite unsatisfying um, and, and that that's problematic you know um I think for me, what I'm looking for is that. So, I mean, can I just talk a little bit about t- about time frames? Is that from what I can gather, is while they were while they were showing the second half of season five on TV, they basically cancelled Niptark. They said you've got you've got one more season, um, you know, and there were plans to kind of spread that out over two seasons, but they said no, you've got 19 episodes. We want to finish it on 100 episodes. You've got a 19 episode run for season six. So these guys knew quite a long way in advance that they were wrapping the show up. It wasn't like one of these things where they had a storyline. You know, the the um, the network said to them, "Sorry, we're cancelling the show," and they got two episodes to wrap everything up. But they had plenty of time to plan this out. Um, so there should be a pretty satisfying ending to the show. And you know, I mean, that's something that we'll definitely talk about when we get to the stage at, at season six. But how satisfying is that ending? given that they knew it was coming. And the other thing I'm looking for is, you know, you've had these fans for five seasons going into your sixth season is that I would really expect this 
going to be lots of callbacks or references or you know and they don't have to be massive but just little things that you know kind of is good for the good for the the long-term viewers so yeah we obviously get Ma- uh, mario lopez back and you know we get a couple of reference i think there's a, a reference in the first couple of episodes to the you know the paper bag and you know so i think that's what i'm looking for is let's make sure that we do a little bit of fan service and kind of thank those fans who have stayed with us by kind of giving us, you know, lots of little moments that will mean something to long-term viewers of the show. It's an interesting thing you talk about it sort of being cancelled because it actually was, and we I guess we didn't even mention this at all throughout the second part, was Niptak was technically cancelled during the writer's strike. It was technically cancelled sort of in the big break between the first part of season uh, five and then the second part of season five. It just, the way it was cancelled was essentially... We've still got eight episodes of season five to go, and as you said, but we're going to give another 19 episodes to bring it up to 100 episodes. So it's kind of one of these weird things where it was cancelled almost two years before it actually ended. So they sort of knew when it was going to end. I mean, it's, it's no different. I think, like, Homeland is a similar thing recently where... You know, what did we just have the seventh season? But, you know, they said, oh, but we're going to have an eighth season, then it will end. So it's kind of one of these long-term ones where you know when it's going to end. Lost did that, I too, I think, from memory, halfway through season four. They're like, this will end after six seasons. So it's kind of a thing that... Cancelling is maybe a bit of a dramatic word. It's more of a, we know when this is going to end. I, I associate cancelled with, yeah, a halfway through the season or a, at the end of the season, we're not bringing this back, it's been cancelled. So... Um, I think the thing with season six, the key word is it's boring. It's, it's just, it's not what you're used to. There's just so much going on. We talked about it early on in this part of season five when like just some of the stuff just feels boring. It just feels like nothing's happening. Um, but I mean, having said that, I mean, a few shining lights. I actually don't mind the absolute series finale. I actually am okay with how they end the show, surprisingly enough. Uh, I mean, they could have done some things better, but I still am at peace with how they do it, particularly the last scene. Uh, there is a return of somebody who I absolutely love, and I'm so glad they come back. Uh, some of the Kimber stuff, I think I mentioned last week, I actually kind of like a bit of what they do with Kimber this season. Um, and there is, um, yeah, some other interesting stuff, which I don't want to get too much into about kind of what I actually enjoy. Uh, there's a fun storyline and a fantasy sequence involving Ken and Barbie, which always I remember. Um, but it's just, it's just such a, like an overall seasoned, like, I always forget it's 19 episodes. I always think that they bring it back to like the 13 or the 14 episodes. And then you realize there's 19 episodes of this stuff to go. So. It's going to be an interesting one to talk about, that's for sure. But uh, I, I almost would like to put money on this right now, Nick, that neither of us will be having this any higher than sixth spot for our six-season rankings uh, in a season's time. Well, it's funny. Like, uh, you know, if I was a studio executive, I would have given them 18 episodes just so they had a cancelled on 99. That would have been quite funny. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I mean, and, and you know, like, I, we've kind of talked about this before with me that, you know, I'm a, a big fan of season one, you know, a huge fan of season two. Um, you know, I didn't, I didn't absolutely love season three, but I remembered it. Um, season four, I remembered most of it. Season five, I didn't remember all that much, but I remembered the general kind of storylines and the main characters that we were bringing in. Season six, I literally don't remember anything. Like, I remember, I, I do remember vaguely how it ends, and I remember being satisfied with that ending. It felt right for the characters. Um, 
but I don't remember anything else that kind of happens um, other than some kind of, you know, like Annie eats her hair and, you know, like some, some kind of very, very broad strokes that, that aren't really like huge storylines. Um, so, you know, I, I'm actually just, yeah, I'm, I'm very interested to see where this lands with me because um, I really don't remember very much. So, like, in, in terms of what, what I'm expecting from this season, like, my expectation is that, um, they land the ending, and so if there's a few bumps in the road to kind of get to an, an ultimate ending, but if it feels like, oh shit, we've got two episodes to go, and we need to wrap this up, I'm going to be really disappointed because there's no excuses. They had all the time in the world to plan out, you know, a really coherent, clear, satisfying ending for these characters, and um, you know, you might not necessarily like, you don't have to love the ending, but it has to make sense, and so that's that's really all I'm looking for, is, you know, if there's a few boring episodes, a few things that don't make sense, you know, I can live with that, um, but I, I need the, the final ending of the show to be good, it, you know, it needs to feel satisfying and true to who these characters are. And I just want to establish one thing again, Matt becomes a mime, so <laughs> um, just... Yeah, that happens. Uh, it's been fun, it's been interesting, and just crazy to think that we no longer need to preview any seasons moving forward, because we're about to enter the last season of Nip Tuck. We always appreciate hearing from you if you're enjoying this, if you've been with us from the beginning. Let us know how you're thinking of Nip Tuck at this point as we head into the finale. Uh, like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter or on Instagram. You can subscribe, Stitcher, Spotify, iTunes, uh, you know the drill, and uh, YouTube as well, but we barely use that. And theoznetwork.net, uh, if you want any of these episodes up at the top, you'll see the TV drop-down menu. You just click on Nip Tuck and you can find all the episodes in one place. But we will be back next week to bring you the very first episode of Season 6. It's called Don Hoberman, and it's going to be an interesting one. My name is Ben, and the last time my dick was this small, I was in diapers. And uh, I'm Nick, and take your meat with you. Thank you for listening to the Oz Network. Don't forget to subscribe to get new episodes delivered to your speakers every week. For more information, hit us up at theoznetwork.net.